The wise Christopher Robin once said to Winnie the Pooh, You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. I sat down with our child life specialist, Nicole. And during our chat, she unpacked what the term child life specialist actually means. She talked about how she helps patients of all ages and their families to decrease their level of stress and anxiety throughout treatment, make treatment a little easier with lots of laughter. Each patient and their family. She shares her personal motivation as to why this job means so much to her. And she offers tips and a very heartfelt message to those parents that feel like they're invisible and drowning. She extends her heart and her expertise as a way to give a voice to child life in an effort to help the entire family make treatment a little easier with lots of laughter. Me, I think that that first time was when um, Ollie had his first spinal treatment that was it was actually really traumatic and you were a light because I gained, you gained my trust so quick in that moment. And I am so thankful for that because you did your job on me as a parent to decrease my anxiety about something that really was traumatizing that he was going under anesthesia. And I, you know, I wasn't aware of how he was going to react and, and things like that. So I have to thank you right off the bat for that. Thank you. That's just, you're so sweet. Um, it's, it really is. I was thinking back to, you know, when I met you guys and my first time with Ollie and it's definitely, it's stressful, especially, um, like you mentioned how I was able to ease your fears, especially since he was so young. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult at first to help those patients when they don't trust you yet. You don't have a relationship yet. Um, and they're still really fearful of the hospital environment, but it helps to at least right off the bat, be able to establish a relationship with you and just right off the bat, um, kind of calm your fears and just help you to know that there's somebody that's supporting in there for you. It was wonderful because you know, the nurses and the doctors, they're so focused on the treatment and making sure everything's ready to go. But for you, you know, to be right there and support me so I can support Ollie was amazing. So your job is absolutely vital. And that's one of the reasons why I want to highlight child life um, in this episode is because they really are a vital part of your treatment team. Um I, you know, I definitely kind of want to dive into some of the great things that Child Life can do to support different families, because I know not everybody um, is handling this the way that I'm handling it. So, um, Nicole, if you could kind of talk maybe a little bit about um, some of the highlights to Child Life and um, what the goal is, the overall mission of it is, maybe that would be helpful for listeners. Definitely. So for anybody who doesn't know what our job is, so child life specialists are members of the interdisciplinary team um, in the hospital whose job is to decrease stress and anxiety and promote normal growth and development. It was amazing. So your job is absolutely vital. And that's one of the reasons why I want to highlight child life um, in this episode is because they really are a vital part of your treatment team. Um, I, you know, I definitely 
kind of want to dive into some of the great things that Child Life can do to support different families, because I know not everybody um, is handling this the way that I'm handling it. So, um, Nicole, if you could kind of talk maybe a little bit about um, some of the highlights to Child Life and um, what the goal is, the overall mission of it is, maybe that would be helpful for listeners. Definitely. So for anybody who doesn't know what our job is, so child life specialists are members of the interdisciplinary team um, in the hospital whose job is to decrease stress and anxiety and promote normal growth and development. Game. And, you know, when you're going through something really traumatic, my point of view is you got to make the best of it and you have to laugh. And Nicole, you have been a vital team member of that because literally when he sees you, he runs to you. (laughs) He's so sweet. It's almost like his shoulders go down. He's like, oh, thank God she's here. (laughs) You're so So. right. It's the play aspect of Mm. it is just so therapeutic for children. And that's the cool thing about child life is we have our clinical role um, with the educating and preparing and procedures. And then we have this awesome non-clinical role too, which is just so important. Kids playing and feeling like they're having positive experiences and fun experiences helps to really decrease the trauma around hospitalization. Good point. And also it, like I mentioned, it for me, it has minimized my anxiety as well, because if I'm trying to care for him and I'm already at a stress level of 100, I won't be able to process what the doctors are telling me. So it's been wonderful to have you um, come and assist when they're accessing a port or when they're you know, changing something out. It's really been helpful to have a second person there to help either hold the iPad so he can watch it or sing a song because if I'm holding him, you know, and and some legs are kicking, (laughs) we need to make sure that everybody's safe and that the needle goes in directly and clean and all sterile. So it really has been monumental for us every time we go, you know, it's, it's frustrating, not frustrating, but it's, It's the new normal and everybody in this community says it's your new normal, but it, it actually, there's a little bit of comfort in that because we kind of have control. We kind of have a routine. We know what to expect. Ollie knows what to expect. And it's not like we're running around with a fire drill every time. It's very procedural. We know what's going to happen. And that, again, that routine and setting expectations, both for me as a parent and also for him and and what's going to happen to him that day has been monumental in managing stress levels and expectations really work through the hospitalization and diagnosis so definitely starting with social work would be a great um, place Um, and just googling child life to try to figure out if there's any um, medical facilities or programs in your area that you might be able to reach out to for support oh that's a great point Um, just to kind of play off of that are there any age limitations as far as like getting involved like do the kids have to be a certain age or do they age out of the program? Yeah. So pediatrics is typically birth to age 21. Um, So we are trained in child development from birth to age 21. Through our education, we learn different interventions to do with each age. Um, The really unique part of child life and something that I love about it is that we wear so many hats and we can do so many different things that we really everyone. 
um, for the younger patients. We do a lot more distraction, parental support, um, playing up, playing their, to build up their positive hospital experiences, um, helping them to have fun, um, and helping them to grow and meet their milestones despite being ill. And that's, then, as, yeah, as that's, the, if I can just interject really quick. Yeah. Um, I just heard you say that, you know, having a positive experience in the hospital, um, and I just want to talk, you know, from a personal level on that. Um, I don't really like hospitals. I know many people that actually really don't like them as well. And it can be very intimidating because it's a lot of medical jargon. Um, but it's been extremely helpful to do a lot of the play therapy um, with Ollie. And we kind of make it a game every time we go to the hospital. And we actually report to Nicole whether the heli- the medvac helicopter is there or not. <laughs> um, because it eases my anxiety. And it also eases his anxiety too. Um, so play therapy, I honestly could talk forever about that and how vital it has been both for me as a parent and also for for Ollie, who's two and a half, it's all a game. And, you know, when you're going through something really traumatic, my point of view is you got to make the best of it and you have to laugh. And Nicole, you have been a vital team member of that because literally when he sees you, he runs to you. (laughs) He's so sweet. It's almost like his shoulders go down. He's like, oh, thank God she's here. (laughs) You're so, so right. It's the play aspect of mm. it is just so therapeutic for children. And that's the cool thing about child life is we have our clinical role um, with the educating and preparing and procedures. And then we have this awesome non-clinical role too, which is just so important. Kids playing and feeling like they're having positive experiences and fun experiences helps to really decrease the trauma around hospitalization. Good point. And also it... Like I mentioned, it for me, it has minimized my anxiety as well, because if I'm trying to care for him and I'm already at a stress level of 100, I won't be able to process what the doctors are telling me. So it's been wonderful to have you um, come and assist when they're accessing a port or when they're, you know, changing something out. It's really been helpful to have a second person there to help either hold the iPad so he can watch it or sing a song because if I'm holding him, you know, and and some legs are kicking, (laughs) we need to make sure that everybody's safe and that the needle goes in directly and clean and all sterile so it really has been monumental for us every time we go you know it's 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 frustrating not frustrating but it's it's the new normal and everybody in this community says it's your new normal but it it actually there's a little bit of comfort in that because we kind of have control we kind of have a routine we know what to expect Ollie knows what to expect and it's not like we're running around with a fire drill every time. It's very procedural. We know what's going to happen. And that, again, that routine and setting expectations, both for me as a parent and also for him and and what's going to happen to him that day has been monumental in managing stress levels and expectations, really. And you get a new one, it's it's like, oh, which one do we get? What color is it? What does it stand for? And the kids really look, look forward to it. The younger ones will ask, what's that bead for? And look at the colors. And then as they get older, 
Um, I've had some patients who they really look forward to, oh, I did this procedure today and I get a bead for it. Um, so it becomes kind of like an incentive too um, for them having to do so many different things as part of their treatment. Yeah. And to that point too, you know, for those that have never heard of the program, I actually went on, I was on a Facebook page and I saw it randomly. Um, but I had asked you initially about it. Um, and I was like, I need the beads. And it was honestly, it's more for me right now than it is for Ollie because he's only two and a half. So, you know, to him, it doesn't really mean anything right now. Um, but you know, as a mom, I keep thinking if, when, if, and when, you know, he's getting older and he asks questions about this, what we just went through for three years, this is a way that kind of like opens up the conversation to talk about it and kind of takes the scary out of it. It definitely does. And that's going to be an amazing keepsake for him as he gets older, especially if he doesn't kind of understand a lot of what he went through and remember it, that will be just a great tangible thing for him to look at and realize what he accomplished at such a young age and just to be proud of himself and have that to show everything that he kind of worked hard for. He's working so hard to meet his goals and get through his treatment and for you as well to kind of get those beads. And it's sort of like milestone markers as you get further and further in treatment meds there can be less need for pain met pain management meds if we're doing you know guided imagery or other coping strategies for pain mm. um, we also do a lot of therapeutic activities to help children express their emotions um, also pain management as I mentioned before um, but no matter what we do for any age we're trying to meet their psychosocial needs um, and give them coping strategies for their hospitalization yeah, and that's a really good point, kind of giving the child control when they're of age to have to be an advocate for themselves and be able to make some choices in a place where they don't have the choice to go through the treatment. Exactly. One of the things that we advocate for a lot with families is control and choice. Um as many families know, there's not a lot of choices and control when it comes to a chronic illness um, or hospitalization in general. So our goal is to try to help the children feel like they have some control. And every child is different and every family is different. So it's our job to assess what will work best for the child. And that's where the parents really come into play um, because you as parents are the experts on your children. You know what will probably work best and how to help them. Um, and it's important in healthcare to recognize that every child copes differently. So some kids want to be distracted um, for procedures like Ollie with the iPad and some children makes them really anxious to not be able to see. They want to watch and know exactly what you're doing. Um, just similar, some children can handle a lot of information and they want to know exactly what's going on with their body and how it's affecting them. And then there are some patients who just want the least amount of information possible to kind of get them through that day. And recognizing that that's okay. It's okay if some children want to know a lot of things and other kids don't. And some kids want to watch the procedure and some kids don't. And the, the most important thing is to meet the patients where they are at and to meet their needs specifically individually for them and their family. So you're really tailoring the care to the child. They're not just 
going through the clinic. They're not just a number, you know, that you have to get through throughout the day. You really are a establishing trust with the patients and the children and the families. Cause that's number one. I kept saying at diagnosis, you know, I need to feel I can trust first before we can kind of, you know, I need to build up a relationship and, and certainly Nicole, you know, with our family, you have such a wonderful working relationship with my, with my um, son and he trusts you and he looks forward to seeing you. And actually when we walk in, he asks for you right away. So, (laughs) so building that rapport is just makes me laugh because it's, it's just so nice that, you know, you have such an open heart and you really are ready to serve every time I see you. And, you know, there, I'm sure you see things that you have really good days and then you got really bad days. And, you know, that's, that's a lot from a parent's perspective, thinking about, you know, how much you go through as a caregiver that you have to put your heart out there every single day and, and be on and that's a lot to take on. And I don't know how you do it, but every time we see you, you make my family and my son feel like we are the only ones in the clinic. And that makes a world of difference. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. That's that's so just wonderful to hear. And it really is just my pleasure to work with Ollie and your family. And I truly, when I walk in the room and you see that I'm ready to serve and, you know, I want to be there with you guys. It's because I genuinely do. Um, I and we can feel to, that. We can I mean, definitely feel that. Yeah. It's, I want to make Ollie's time better and your time better and really make a difference. And that's why I do the work that I do. Thank you. Um, one other thing I, maybe our listeners are wondering about, is there any additional costs to having child life services? That's a great question. Um, So there is no cost for our services. um, But for that reason, since we are not a billable service, we have to prioritize our patients. Um, Most child life specialist programs um, are philanthropically funded. So there are often way more patients than there are child life specialists. Sometimes, even if you request to see child life, we can't guarantee that we'll see your child. Um, There may be other children who have a brand new diagnosis. They might be having a procedure done that we have to be present for. Um, But we do our best to meet every need possible. Um, Sometimes there are just other patients with high priority needs as well. So to that point, um, it's not just kids that are going through chemotherapy treatments that are serviced by child life. Nope. So we help any child at the hospital. It could be in the emergency department. It could be in the outpatient clinic on the inpatient floor. Uh, We see patients who are only in the hospital for a few hours. And then we see kids who are here for months on end. Um, So that's the really unique thing about child life is we can help um, any child and we want to help any child. There is no set time that is like, say you're in the hospital for three days, that's when hospitalization starts to impact a child. When you walk in the doors of the hospital, that can automatically impact a child and their family. So we can help any child, no matter what they're there for, whether it's a cold or a life-threatening illness and everything in between. That's awesome. So 
some of the resources that our hospital has um, that we've really enjoyed and it's part of the um, child life program is we actually have a music therapist that comes to clinic and also visits us when we are inpatient in the hospital. And um, that has been absolutely wonderful. And I know that, that that's under the umbrella of child life. Is that correct? Yeah, so that's a great point. So under the umbrella of child life, we also have music therapy, um, who is fantastic. Our music therapist comes to the outpatient clinic as well as the inpatient floors. Um, We also have volunteers that help us to provide some of that recreational play for children in the hospital. Um, And then we do a lot of different special events for holidays, fundraisers. Um, We do pet therapy, all of that sort of extra fun stuff that's building up the positive experiences in the hospital all kind of falls under child life. Yeah. And to that point, you know, I, I, as we're talking, I'm flashing back to when we got diagnosed and I remember having the therapy dog come down the hallway and it literally healed my heart just to see a dog in the hospital was wonderful. And of course, you know, Ollie just wanted to be in the playroom and then later he saw the dog, but (laughs) It's not just for the patients, it's for the whole family, because the whole family's going through the treatment. Exactly. The mm-hmm. family, it's so, treatment is so hard on parents, it's hard on siblings, it really does make an, a huge impact on the whole family. Um, and little things that we can do, like pet therapy, just makes, it's the little things that make a difference. So having the dog come in for even 10 minutes can just turn someone's day around. Um, and we use it in certain therapeutic circumstances as well. So if a patient's having a really hard time getting out of bed, that dog might be an incentive, you know, see if you can get out of the bed and walk to the dog. There's different things that we can do. Um to kind of make it as therapeutic for that patient as possible and help them meet their goals. Wonderful. Can you talk a little bit about the Beads of Courage program? Because that was one thing that, you know, it's continuous for us right now, but I know it's called different things at different hospitals. Yeah. So the bead program, uh, many hospitals have beads. They have programs. There's Beads of Courage, there's Bravery Hearts Beads program. Um, Mm -hmm. We have the Bravery Hearts Beads program. So basically what that is, is we have many different beads and each bead stands for a different procedure, test, visit. Um, So there is a bead for going to the emergency room. There's a bead for clinic visits. There's a bead for spinal taps. Um, Basically, Any patient who's enrolled in that program um, gets a bead for any of those procedures or visits that they have to do during their treatment. Um, So it's a great way for any age. Um, It's a great tangible thing to actually look back after your treatment and see, wow, look at what we did. Look at what we went through. And I can't believe all the things we go through. And here we are. And we made it. So it's a great way to look back. Um, after the fact. And it's really fun during treatment to kind of gather those beads. Um, and every time you get a new one, it's it's like, oh, which one do we get? What color is it? What does it stand for? And the kids really look, look forward to it. The younger ones will ask, what's that bead for? And look at the colors. And then as they get older, um, I've had some patients who they really look forward to, oh, I did this procedure today and I get a bead for it. Um, So it becomes kind of like an incentive, too, um, for them having to do so many different things as part of their treatment. 
Yeah. And to that point too, you know, for those that have never heard of the program, I actually went on, I was on a Facebook page and I saw it randomly. Um, but I had asked you initially about it. Um, and I was like, I need the beads. And it was honestly, it's more for me right now than it is for Ollie because he's only two and a half. So, you know, to him, it doesn't really mean anything right now. Um, but you know, as a mom, I keep thinking if, when, if, and when, you know, he's getting older and he asks questions about this, what we just went through for three years, this is a way that kind of like opens up the conversation to talk about it and kind of takes the scary out of it. It definitely does. And that's going to be an amazing keepsake for him as he gets older, especially if he doesn't kind of understand a lot of what he went through and remember it, that will be just a great tangible thing for him to look at and realize what he accomplished at such a young age and just to be proud of himself and have that to show everything that he kind of worked hard for. He's working so hard to meet his goals and get through his treatment and for you as well to kind of get those beads. And it's sort of like milestone markers as you get further and further in treatment. Well, there you have it. Another episode of All Mama Care. Tune in next week as I talk with Maria from Love Your Melon Campus Crew, and we dive into how Love Your Melon, the company, was started, how purchases go on to support others going through cancer treatments, and how college students can get involved in the campus crew. They partner with over 24 other nonprofit cancer organizations, and they also make a lasting impact on the child and the family going through cancer treatments.